0: Book of Genesis chapter number six, starting at verse number 19, the Bible says, and every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female of fowls after their kind. And of cattle after their kind, and every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, two of every sort shall come unto thee. To keep them alive, and take thou unto thee all food that is eaten, and thou shalt gather it to thee. And it shall be for food for thee, and for them. So thus did Noah, according to all, that God commanded him, so he so did he. Genesis chapter number seven, starting at verse number one. There's a shift here that takes place. The Bible says, and the Lord said unto Noah, come thou and all thy house into the ark. Now it's time to enter in. You've done all the preparation. Now it's time to enter in to the ark. It is important, my friend, that if you're going to come to church Sunday after Sunday, you need to make sure that you get into the ark. How do you get into the ark? You must repent of your sins. You must be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you must live a holy and separate life. It's important to get into the ark. Now, he said, come on into the ark. For thee have I seen righteous before me in this generation. Of every clean beast thou shalt take to thee by sevens, the male and his female. And of beasts that are not clean by two, the male and his female. Of fowls also of the air by sevens, the male and the female. To keep seed alive upon the face of all the earth. For yet in seven days I will cause it to rain upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And every living substance that I have made will I destroy from off the face of the earth. And the Bible says, and Noah did according unto all that the Lord commanded him. Last verse that we will read is Genesis chapter number eight, starting at verse number one. The Bible says, and God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged, which means they abated or they decreased. I would like to take my topic from the first four words of verse number one in chapter number eight, where the scripture says, and God remembered Noah. So I want to speak today to all of you on this simple subject, not forgotten, not forgotten. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you, Lord, for your spirit that we fill in this place. Now, God, this is your church. We are your people. These are your sheep, and I am your vessel. Help me, Lord, to speak every word that is intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. I pray, oh God, that every man, woman, boy, and girl will walk out of here strengthened better than what they walked in here. We look to you now, Lord, the author and the finisher of our faith. We give you glory in Jesus' name that we pray. If you're ready to receive the word, come on, clap your hands unto the Lord one more time. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Well, many of you are aware of today's date being nine eleven. It was on this date back in 2001 where we were attacked and I still remember that day and actually remember where I was when it happened. Many of you probably remember where you were when it took place, and it completely altered uh, our society and altered everything that we do, especially when it comes to the TSA, our check-in, and things of that nature, but it changed a lot of things about who we are, and it was on 9-11 of 2001 where I remember exactly where I was. I pretty much remember Uh, even what I was doing when I received the news. It was something that I would never forget. And even to this day still, I have pictures where families gather around and they meet at the Memorial Plaza. Uh, And they meet here every single year uh, to honor those that we have lost And the families of the victims and many connected will meet here and they um, will be doing this again uh, today to meet here uh, to pray over the ones and comfort the ones that have lost loved ones during this tragic event. Uh, And the thing is, is that uh, they gather not just with those to remember those that were lost during this time, during 9-11, uh, but they also gather for another purpose. So it's not just the families that come together for those that were lost in 2001, but many of you may not remember this, some of you may, but the World Trade Center was bombed in 1993. Uh, and so they gather for not just the 9-11 event, but they also gather for the World Trade Center bombing in February of 1993. So, all these families all come together on this particular day every single year to remember those and to comfort those, to pray over the lost family members. And there are six moments of silence uh, during this time, co- commemorating different events uh, that took place not only in 93, but also in 2001 as well. Uh, The reason why they come together is so they are not forgotten. It is important for us to have certain traditions in our society, in our world, amongst you and I, even in our family, uh, where we don't forget those that have paved the way or even lost their life uh, through certain tragedies and certain things to help us uh, to be even where we are here today. Uh, So they come together so they're not forgotten and, and so we also, uh, Pay great homage and respect for those uh, that have lost loved ones and those that are still mourning uh, even from that day because that day just wasn 't something uh, that happened in history and forgot to know we still remember it because it has altered everything that we do, uh, many things that we have done even to this day. I wonder if we would take a moment and just clap our hands right now uh, and just thank the Lord for what He has done for us as Americans how he has comforted their families, and that he will continue to comfort those families because we must look to him in all things that we do. They're not forgotten. Uh, Speaking of not forgotten, some of you may have heard of the name, and many of you may have not heard of the name, of Matthew Robinson. He was known as Mac Robinson. Uh, now I don 't know if he is a family member of mine so since we cannot prove that he is not a family member of mine I 'm going to say he is a family member of mine so I'm going to go ahead and claim Mac Robinson because I like his nickname Mac uh, so uh, so I'm just going to say he's my cousin he's my cousin Mac well Mac Matthew Robinson also known as Mac was an Olympian runner he was born in 1914 he passed away in 2000 he was an an athlete, an athlete, uh, a track and field runner. Has anyone ever heard of Matthew Robinson before? You've heard of him? Okay, there's a couple here that have heard of him. I have a picture of Matthew Robinson and this is what he looks like. See the, see, see the similarity? Similarity. Yes, that is my cousin. That's my cousin right there. Uh, and so that's uh, a picture there of Matthew Robinson. And, well, he's holding up a medal there, all right, and that is a silver medal that he is holding. In 1936, Matthew Robinson broke the 200-meter dash record in the 1936 Olympics. He broke the record. The only issue is, is why we don't know about Matthew Robinson is because he broke the record... And came in second place. Because the first place runner was Jesse Owens. How many of you have ever heard of Jesse Owens? Uh Uh-huh. So we don't hear about Mac... Matthew Robinson, but we do hear about Jesse Owens. Jesse Owens came in first place. Matthew Robinson came in second place. See how they do my family? You know, we're just tossed aside in history. Uh, and so also, the one thing about Matthew Robinson uh, that is very interesting is that he had a younger brother. Many of you have probably heard of Jesse uh uh, excuse me, Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson, heard of Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson was the younger brother of Matthew. Robinson uh and so I'm sure Matthew Robinson went through life saying well what about me y'all you know I, I I did come in second place in the Olympics and here he is the older brother of a younger brother who broke who's known as broken the color barrier uh for sports and really enhancing uh the forward movement as far as racial integration uh and I thank the Lord that we have come a long way we got a lot of work to do uh here in america but i'm thankful that we have come a long way and if i can pause here in this church i'm thankful for not only the racial integration but the cultural integration the age integration that is here at star city church i want if we can take a moment and just clap our hands unto the lord because it's not about us it's all about him amen Matthew Robinson, although maybe forgotten in history and you have to do research to understand him, I'm sure that Noah was feeling the exact same way. Here we just read a story concerning Noah and many of us understand this story and we heard about it as children. We watch movies about it. What's interesting is, is that when you get to chapter number eight, verse number one, the Bible says, and God remembered Noah as if he forgot about the one man that trusted in him who he considered righteous and did all the right things and the one that built the ark and took him a hundred plus years to build this thing while everybody else was mocking him no doubt even though I believe Noah had helpers to help him build the ark but Noah and his family was the only ones to get on the ark and here we get to chapter number eight verse number one and it has the audacity to say That God remembered Noah There was nothing else going on On earth except for Noah Noah and his family was the only thing Happening as if God had his mind On something else in a whole other Planet somewhere and so I'm not Trying to get into the sci-fi realm And say there's life on other planets Don't even go there with me right now Now, But you would think that God had life On other planets and all of a sudden He said oh yeah I forgot about earth I remember Noah and what I had done And how I destroyed everything except for those in the ark with noah has anybody ever felt that god was on another planet somewhere and you's like where in the world is god where are you at right now i'm going through the roughest time in my life and i can't hear nothing that you're saying I I I i want to remind someone that god has not forgotten about you I want you to think here because the Bible says that it rained on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And sometimes we get confused here to think that after the 40 days and 40 nights that Noah just walked right out of the boat and everything was just okay. No, my friend, uh-uh. it took another 150 days just for the waters just uh, begin to decrease, if you will, assuage the Bible uses just to begin to decrease and after 150 days you can only see the top of the mountains it took at least 10 more months just for things just be able to decrease excuse me it took 150 days so the water was still there it was still there prevailing uh, on the earth and then after 10 months you can only see the top of the mountains so Noah was in this ark for a very long time he, after the, the, the rain had taken place for 40 days and 40 nights, uh, Noah was still there in the ark for a very long time. So they had to bring enough food on that ark to feed himself and that family and all of those animals for at least over a year. Now, I cannot imagine. We went to go visit Noah's ark just a little while ago, and I've been to a couple zoos. I've been over here to the Colombian Zoo with my family, and there's only so long I can be around animals. I mean after a while I, I get to you know it, it picks up the smell and, and it starts getting on me and I'm like okay all right I, I think it's time for me to go I had an opportunity to take my children to I think it's called Prophetstown, Prophetstown uh farm uh out there and we have a wonderful uh family here and a man a man of God that attends our church that operates there and I thank the Lord for him and he invited me out there and my kids were just having a great time I mean they're running around they just want to see this and see that and and my wife is checking everything out she loves those kind of things, and and boy, I got this smile on my face, and I'm like, yeah, this is great. But in my mind, I'm saying, I gotta go home. I gotta go home. Like, I, I've gotta go home. I can't wait to take off these clothes and get in the shower because something's gotta change and, and everything. And, and and the and the man is taking us all around. Oh, come on, come see the pigs. I'm like, the pigs? Oh no, not the pigs. Said, yes, yes, the pigs. And they're just in slop. You know, they're just. Uh, I said, yep, those are pigs. They're in the mud. That's right. I've seen them enough of them. Okay, let's go, kids. Let's go. But the kids want to ask more questions about the pigs and they got all these things and the horses and all all these things that are happening i'm just looking at all the flies and i'm looking at all the negative stuff instead of joining nature so noah probably would have had a hard time getting me on that boat as well when i start seeing all the giraffes and the lions and alligators i said lord jesus you you want me to enter in this ark but noah was in here for quite a long time now I want you to remember something here that Noah was surrounded by animals Noah was surrounded by his wife and his children that followed him into the boat so Noah was not only the head of the household but Noah was also the encourager of the household I want you to think about the time that is going on wondering and I'm sure many of you are wondering what Noah was probably wondering then am I ever going to get out of here has any of you you don't have to lift your hand been in situations you may be in them right now am I ever going to come out of this have you ever tried to encourage someone and say it's going to be all right but in the back of your mind you're saying is it really going to be okay have you ever been patting somebody on the back wishing that somebody was behind you patting you on the back as well we've all been there we've all had situations where we're trying to encourage somebody but we need encouragement ourselves. I've come to help somebody here today I'm telling you God knows exactly where you are Just like he knew exactly where Noah was And God has remembered you He's come to send this preacher here today To let somebody know that you are not forgotten I know you may be going through a storm in your life I know it may seem like God is miles away from you But I'm telling you right where you are God knows exactly where you are And you are not forgotten And so we need to understand if I can tap into the conscience of every believer here today we need to hear that still small voice. If you can just hear these words that if God brought me in that I must believe that he can bring me out. I'm sure Noah had to say that over and over in his mind that if God took me in I have to believe that God's going to bring me out as well. He's not going to leave me stranded here. I'm here to tell you God's not going to leave you stranded where you are that if God brought you into the situation God's gonna bring you out of the situation I've got even better news for somebody here today because some of you walked yourself into the situation but I'm telling you God's mercy and his grace is so powerful it's so strong it's abundant it's unlimited that his grace will pull you out of the situation I'm so thankful I serve a God that even though I walk myself into trouble he doesn't leave me in trouble But God says, I'm going to pull you out of your own situation. Uh, Somebody clap your hands right now until the Lord shout. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We must understand when we read the story here in the text that from chapter 7 to chapter 8 was a year. Oftentimes when we read the Bible, we just think it just kind of flows and it just happened. And here's day one and here's day two and here days five. No, my friend, from chapter seven to chapter eight was one year. From chapter seven to chapter eight took at least a year or more. And then the Bible says, oh, I remember you. <laughs> Over a year has passed. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Noah, don't, don't worry. I, I, I remember you now. Some of us go through a tough time for one week and we're like, Lord, where are you? It's been seven days. I'm, I'm tired of this, Lord. I, I need you to bring me up out of this. And don't let it last more than a month. Or we be ready to quit church. Oh, you don't love me no more? You, you, don't, you don't care about you don't You don't hear my prayers? It was a year that went past. And then the Bible says God remembered him. But I read in the scripture here we read it together where the scripture says that God made a wind to pass over the earth and as the wind begins to blow that's when the waters begin to subside i'm trying to tell someone that god's getting ready to send a wind into your life that you may be sitting here today wondering where is god but i want to tell you that the wind is about to blow in your life i want to preach to somebody here that's sitting here wondering has god forgotten about me this young man has come to tell someone god has not forgotten about you and you're about to feel a wind begin to blow a wind that's about to blow in your home, a wind that's about to blow over your finances, a wind that's about to blow and give you peace, a wind of joy, a wind of hope, a wind that's about to blow over your children, a wind that's about to blow into situations that you thought God has forgotten about you, a wind that's about to blow over your health, a wind that's about to blow, a wind of the Holy Ghost, a wind of the Spirit that's a blow about to blow over your life. Somebody say, I receive it, Lord. somebody shout blow Lord blow over my life blow over my situation a wind is about to blow and I want to remind you that whenever the wind begins to blow in the Bible something great is about to happen the Bible says and when the day of Pentecost was fully come they were all with one place in one accord and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind I'm telling you whenever the wind blows something great is about to happen the Bible says that Elisha said I want a double portion of your anointing well Elisha I just said you've asked a hard thing but if you see me get taken up in a world when then a double portion of anointing will fall upon you I'm trying to tell somebody blow 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 that God is getting ready to blow over your life huh. The Bible says, the Bible says that when God opened up the Red Sea, the Bible says that he sent a east wind and the east wind held up the waters so that the people walked across on dry land. Maybe I'm preaching to myself this morning, but I need the wind of God to blow over my life. I need the wind of God to blow over everything that I do. I need the wind of God to blow on my children, on my marriage, on my wife, on me on the anointing that God has put on me I'm telling somebody you need to receive the wind of God on your life whatever you need right now blow 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 the wind of God can come and change your life Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord. Magnify the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Because you're not forgotten. Now, now let me help you. The door couldn't open until the wind blew. Mm. You're missing that. You're missing it. God couldn't open up the door for Noah until he first blew the wind. Because the wind had to blow in order for the water to subside so first the wind had to blow and then once the wind blew then God can open up the door see some of us are looking for the next door to open when God is saying no I gotta blow the wind first we don't need to look for the door to open we need to look for the wind to blow and when we feel the wind blowing and when we see the leaves start moving when we see the trees start moving say there he is there he is right there I see the wind blowing I see the trees moving that means God is in this place that means God is about my life if you're ready to receive what God has for you clap your hands one more time give God some glory hallelujah yes Lord yes Lord in Jesus name the wind begin to blow then the door can be opened hallelujah I'm telling you the devil's a liar he's brought you into this church and got you feeling down about yourself he's a liar God has been too good to you he's not gonna stop being good to you some of you have given up on God thinking that he's given up on you he hasn't given up on you you just gotta make a decision when the wind begins to blow I've gotta move when the wind begins to blow I've gotta move and when God begins to move something happens Hallelujah. So, when the wind blows, don't mistake that for God ignoring you. Let me explain it this way. Jairus comes to Jesus. Remember, when the wind blows, don't mistake that for God ignoring you. You got that? Okay, I'm explaining it this way. Jairus comes to Jesus. I have a daughter that's sick, and I need you to come heal her. She's 12 years old, and I need you to come heal her. Jesus turns to Jairus and says, I'm coming to your house. Uh, Thank you, Jesus. What a great word I want to receive from the Lord. He's coming to my house. So as he's walking to Jairus' house, as he's walking, Jairus' faith is being elevated. But yet the wind is about to blow. Because there's a 12-year-old daughter that's about to die. But there's a woman with a 12-year-old issue that's about to touch him. (laughs) So the wind starts to blow. And now that this woman has touched him, Jesus has stopped. And begins to have a conversation with this woman because he said, who touched me? Because I have felt virtue to flow out of my body. The wind is blowing. Are y'all following me now in the spirit? The wind is blowing. But as the wind is blowing, Jairus assumes because the wind is blowing, it's ignoring him. Are y'all following me? It's ignoring him. No, uh -uh. Jesus knows exactly what he's doing. So he's having a conversation with this woman with the issue of blood that's been dealing with 12 years for 12 years. And now she's immediately made whole. Hallelujah! So when other people receive their miracle, don't think God is ignoring you. When other people are being healed and set free and receiving financial breakthroughs and breakthroughs in their homes and their family, that don't mean God is ignoring you. That just means the wind is blowing. And you ought to rejoice because the wind is blowing. We got to learn how to rejoice for other people because the wind is blowing. Amen. So the wind's blowing and Jarius, no doubt if he's like me Jesus, hurry up, get out of here I've got a daughter that's about to die I've got a situation I'm in dire need of and now here comes his servants from his house and says trouble the master no more your daughter's dead see the wind has blown and it's affected Jarius. hallelujah but someone say not forgotten because as soon the Bible says as soon as Jesus heard the word from the servants he turned to Jerry's and said be not afraid only believe Or in other words I haven't forgotten about you I haven't forgotten about your situation I know it may seem dead it may seem over it may seem like everybody else is telling you don't come to church no more don't pray anymore don't believe in Jesus no more but Jesus is saying back to somebody in here don't be afraid only believe you don't worry about your surroundings you don't worry about the situation it doesn't matter what it looks like because I'm able to do all things Uh so uh, I I feel the presence of God in here right now I feel God's presence hallelujah Uh, I feel God's presence let me tell you So, so much revelation is coming to me right now. So, so, so he gets to Jairus' house. He gets there. Kicks everybody out that doesn't believe. Save Peter, James, and John. They're the only one that went went in there with him. See, sometimes you got to remove people that don't believe like you believe. Don't tell me my children are going to be healed. Don't tell me you won't receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Don't tell me you can't come out that situation. Don't tell me God can't pull you out. Don't tell me God can't change your life. Don't tell me God can't fix your mess. Don't tell me what God cannot do. And I'm not going to listen to the voices that tell me otherwise. So he gets to his house, kicks everybody out because they're laughing at him. They're they're laughing at him. Oh, she's not dead. She's just asleep. This guy's a joke. He's a joke. Get him out of here. He kicks everybody out. Talatia kumai. Those are the words that Jesus speaks over the daughter. Talatia kumai, which means damsel or little girl, arise. But you got to understand that when Jesus spoke those words, it was the breath of God that spoke out of the mouth of Jesus. Can I put it this way? It was the wind of God. Ooh it was the, the wind, the breath of God that spoke over that little girl and when the wind begins to blow something great is about to happen so when the breath or the wind of God begin to breathe upon that little girl the Bible says immediately she arose up out of that situation and I'm telling you Jarius had greater revelation of who Jesus was and I'm telling you there are certain situations that are happening in your life and you think God has forgotten about you. He hasn't forgotten about you. It's only to bring you greater revelation. What are you saying, preacher? What I'm saying is that Jarius came to Jesus because he believed that Jesus was a healer, but Jesus wanted to show Jarius, I'm more than a healer. I'm also a resurrector. I'm not only able to heal your body, but I'm able to resurrect your body. I'm trying to tell someone that God is getting ready to give you greater revelation. Somebody stand to your feet, lift your hands and lift your voice and receive the wind of God.